Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm John McEnroe. I'm Bjorn Borg. This is Martina Navratilova. I'm Mats Wilander. I'm Stan Wawrinka. I'm Leighton Hewitt. I'm Andy Murray. And you're listening to The Tennis Podcast. Well, hello and welcome to the Tennis Podcast, brought to you in association with The Telegraph. Catherine and I are standing where we were last night, which is outside, next to the practice courts, outside the media room, Catherine, because we've got to monitor when Andy Murray is coming in, because he's just won. He has just won. I thought he was very impressive indeed. Just spoke to him after the match. He looked pretty exhausted, uh, but he sort of always does. He always looks really drained and it's so humid. Like, it was sweat, sweat just pouring off him. I had to sort of leap back so as not to get coated in Andy Murray's sweat. Uh, he, he was very happy with his performance. You know, all the stuff, aware of how dangerous Russell can be. We know all of that. Um, was very effusive about how much he loves playing under the lights here uh, on the Arthur Ashe Stadium Um, said uh, said it was even noisier with the roof obviously the roof wasn't closed so goodness knows how noisy it's going to be with the roof closed but really enjoyed that really enjoyed the atmosphere like he was beaming when he was hitting those balls into the crowd afterwards yeah it was Um, something I heard you you and Mark Petchy talking about in that video you did on the Telegraph website you're here for Eurosport with Mark obviously about how with Roger Federer not here there are kind of more night session spaces available and now Andy Murray and Novak Djokovic and Rafael Nadal they are the show and even more importantly i mean obviously night session probably the preference for murray but i would be surprised to see him anywhere but arthur ash this fortnight and that's really important because he does not enjoy louis armstrong court at all he went out there last year he's gone out there before as well he's he's very open about the fact that he likes that court significantly less and without federer here um i would find it surprising if we ever see him outside of Arthur Ashe, so I think that's going to be quite important. A more Djokovic-like tennis from Andy Murray in terms of the scoreline. There was one little flicker. I was commentating on Five Live uh, alongside Conor Fleming. We just noticed one little flicker towards the end of the second set where he just started to get a bit of retail about missing a couple of shots, and that was about it. Everything else was, was just streamlined wouldn't have been an Andy Murray match which is human though isn't it I mean you know but but he would make those little sort of commotions into a big drama and and not anymore yeah very very true I um I watched his warm-up on Arthur Ashe uh, earlier on in the evening he had a little hit in fact they delayed the night session I mean I know it takes them a while to get Venus Williams match finished quite late and it takes them a while to 
to get the day session crowd in the night session crowd no other way around you know what i mean uh but still if i think they delayed the start of the night session so that murray could get his allotted hit in uh on the arthur stadium i was watching that and jamie delgado who still is pretty handy by the way i was i'm gonna do a big name drop here uh, I was standing courtside uh, behind Renee Stubbs, Mark Petchy and Andre Agassi watching, although embarrassingly it took me about 10 minutes to realise that it was Andre Agassi. What's the matter with you? That I was standing behind. I was, I was in another world. Anyway, I was standing behind them and they were watching Murray in awe saying, you know, he looked like he was sharp as a needle something sharp is something sharp and then uh, he started hitting with Jamie Delgado and they were really blown away by how good Jamie Delgado still was and uh, at the end they started doing a drill where Delgado was up just shy of the service line serving bullets from that distance so less reaction time at Andy Murray and he was returning as well as I've ever seen anyone return a serve from from the baseline I mean it was extraordinary and I suddenly thought whoa there this guy is this guy is not to be messed with yeah and of course uh, Lucas Russell has tried to mess with him before bumped into him and that changeover in Munich of course and, and it was I had a little ch- exchange with him uh, on Five Live where we we, we we sort of bumped heads a little bit over that situation but uh, David created his own aggro yeah I enjoyed that it was quite funny he tried, sort of leaned in and tried to intimidate me and I sort of ran no I didn't run but I did kind of just uh, give him a bit back and I quite enjoyed all that anyway um, we uh, had uh, Andy Murray and Lucas Russell following the Williams sisters one after another onto the court Venus Williams had a real fight on her hand today my goodness she was she was pushed by Kachova it was it was it was impressive stuff from her Kozlova Kozlova I'm losing my mind it is late, everyone. It's very late when we're recording this. It's been a long day. Yeah, she was really pushed. I have to admit, I didn't see a whole load of that match. I also didn't see a whole load of Serena because I thought it was going to be a longer match and I thought I'd have a chance to sit and watch some of it and it was over by the time I had an opportunity to do that. On paper, that was really challenging, Makarova first round. You know, beat her in uh, Oz in 2012. and uh, But then I, I spoke to Mary Pierce, who's on the Eurosport team, before the match, and she said, look, Serena's either going to come out and bulldoze her or it's going to be a really nervy marathon match, which could go either way. And it turned out to be the former. It, it did indeed. I, I also, Incidentally, I saw uh, Nick Kyrgios against... Uh, Aliash Bedene, I mean, it was just, just classic curious. But, I mean, he did come out, play the first four games, some of the best tennis I've ever seen, uh, just highlight real stuff. And then suddenly he, he, he informed everybody that he'd got a hip problem, that it was getting worse, and he had to go off the court and have it treated. Came back out, still won in straight sets. Anna had the obligatory round with the umpire. Yeah, he didn't shake his hand after the match. I actually missed specifically what the, what the row was about, but it almost uh, is academic, isn't it? I mean, he would have found some something. Uh, I spoke to... I spoke, you can have an argument in an empty room, there's spoke, no question about it. I spoke to Bednay after the match and, bless him, asked, asked him about all that aggro that was going on with the umpire, how it affected him, and, and he said, I hope Nick's OK. <laughs> Bless. Uh, there was a cracking win for, for, for me old mate Dan Evans uh, from Solihull, who uh, came through in four sets against Rajiv Ram. Uh, real sort of kindred spirit for Nick Kyrgios, isn't it? It's good that they're playing doubles together, isn't it? Because two peas in a pod. That was the press conference of the day by far. I mean, it's hard to even pick out highlights, but the, the one that... The, 
the line that stands out was he was being asked about um, whether his parents were here. He said, oh, my dad's here. My mum's not here. She's never watched me play. And then, obviously, the journalist picked up on that because they're like, you know what your mum's never watched you play she's he said adamantly my mum has never ever watched me play tennis and then he went you should probably do the impression because you've got the Brummie accent David but he went it's all right I don't like her job either (laughs) (laughs) that's a good one it turns out she's a nurse I mean it's not like she's a quite an important job really to be fair Dan we need those people anyway don't really need you tennis players you just you know faff about on a court hitting a tennis ball around all day anyway um, we we also had a cracking match between Laura Robson and uh, Naomi Brody which Brody won in three sets coming from behind you know there was a real edge and tension to to, to the match out there hot and humid and and for me that was a bit of a surprise result in the end so well done Naomi Brody a surprise result on paper. I watched those last couple of sets play out, and Laura Robson definitely could just completely lost confidence in her serve. It was sort of an ace or a double fault by the end, um, and you could see the sort of lack of confidence and lack of matches at that level coming. You, you could just—it was almost palpable uh, on the tennis court. And uh, I was very impressed with. I was impressed with how gutsy she was. She really went for it. She said she came over to me. Um, to do the, the the flash interview on the court and she said we've got to do this quick because I, I am going to cramp immediately she said she just felt like she was keeping it at bay she was taking sips of Gatorade uh, between every single point and I think Laura Robson was questioning whether that was okay and Brody is adamant that so long as she's within the time limit she can do whatever she wants within reason uh, between points and she said she was pouring four sachets of rehydration uh, fluids into her drink at every change of end you know that's that's how challenging the conditions were and then when she came into press she said yeah I've just been cramping for the last two hours in the press conference but I guess that's what adrenaline can do for you right it it kept the cramps at bay for as just just as long as she needed yeah, to. Yeah, my, my, my adrenaline's just keeping me from cramping right now here as we record the tennis podcast for you. Under the lights, the floodlights are on, but the place is virtually deserted now. Just little old Andy Murray in a, in a, a backstage locker room getting ready to do his press conference with uh, with about 40 British journalists uh, and Catherine Whitaker, of course, who will speak to him for Eurosport uh, for tomorrow's show and for the next day to preview his next round match. Who's he got next? I don't even know. Marcel Granoyes. Granoyes, oh yes, he's a good player, isn't he's, he? He's beaten him, beaten him twice. Once at challenger level in 2005, which I think will let Murray off the hook for. And once in Rome in 2013, yeah, he retired. Yeah, yeah, so it doesn't so. count. We're, so we're basically we're writing guess. both of those off. So, yeah, we're kind yeah. of writing those off. Um, and uh, tomorrow we've got Rafael Nadal under the lights in the evening session. I can't even remember who he's playing. But anyway, he's in pretty good form. Previous round he played really quite well quite well but he looks fresh at the moment I would say Nadal yeah he does look he didn't look fresh in Cincinnati but he does look fresh Um, Nadal loves to have matches though doesn't he he's sort of somebody that would rather have loads and loads of matches and wins under his belt than feel really fresh so it's going to be interesting but um, yeah he looked he looked good enough in the first round certainly the the scoreline looked good for him but it wasn't you know it wasn't tournament winning form but 
doesn't need to be in the first round. So no, no, it doesn't need to be in the first round. He's going to play Andreas Seppi, who's no mug, is he? He's a good player, Andreas Seppi, from Italy. If Nadal's on his game, he'll win. Before that, we've got Garbinia Magarutha against Anastasia Sevastosa. We've got Novak Djokovic in the afternoon against uh, Yuri Vesely. That'll be very interesting, won't it? Beaten him this year in Monte Carlo. Watched it live. I, yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd be very surprised if he does it again, but, you know... I think we're going to see Novak Djokovic put down a bit of a marker and just remind everybody how good he is. If, if he's physically able to, yeah, that, that will certainly be his intention. But, uh, yeah, yeah, you could be right. But, I mean, those, those question marks again, David. Question marks, it's intriguing. How about this one? This is going to be a war. Caroline Wozniacki against Fitlana Kuznetsova oh. in the second round of the US Open. That is a bit harsh. And a, a couple of other little highlights. We've got the, uh, the returning Kyle Edmund from a British perspective. He's first on court on uh, Wednesday against Ernesto Escobedo, who's ranked outside the world's top 200. The double E. That's what we're calling him. All right. Catherine started nicknames now. Oh, brilliant. Johanna Conta's also against Svetana Perongova straight after that. And that, I would say, Catherine Whitaker, just about sums up day two, doesn't it? Yes. It does. Because Catherine's got to go and speak to Andy Moon now. Thanks, you lot, for listening to us here on the Tennis Podcast. Go and check out our Twitter page, at Tennis Podcast. Go and look at the Facebook page. Have a look sometimes on the Facebook page of Eurosport. Because Catherine's been doing something called Facebook Live. I ended up doing a sort of impromptu appearance on it because uh, Catherine decided she wanted to speak to somebody that didn't fit in the same picture as her uh, because of height issues. But anyway, we're on that, so go and have a look. And uh, we might even do our own Facebook Live or Periscope if I can figure out what it, what it is and how to do it. But anyway, this is the Tennis Podcast. It's brought to you in association with The Telegraph. Thanks for listening. We'll speak to you soon. 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com.